It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. It is Todd and Mustafa filling in for Harold this morning. And a big thanks to Priority Home Medical Equipment for sponsoring the show today and joining us in the Shepherd Home Health and Hospice Studios, uh, President of Southwestern Oklahoma State University, Dr. Diana Lovell. Good morning. And we brought with you Dr. Shelley Martinson, Chair of the Music Department, right? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you both uh, coming in. Well, I'm telling you what, uh, we are just rolling through the year, aren't we, uh, Dr. Lovell? It is fast and furious up on the hilltop. It's been a great start to the semester. And I'm so glad to have Dr. Martinson with us because there's so much activity and music, of course, going on up uh, on the hilltop, higher than almost any part of the university where the School of Music is. Well, I'll tell you what, when you think of Southwestern, you think of three things. You think of pharmacy, you think of education, and obviously you think about music. And I'm telling you, almost every band director I've ever had is an alumnus of uh, Southwestern, and uh, the music department uh, encompasses so many things. But Dr. Martinson, uh, welcome to the show. How long have you been at Swasu? This is my 11th year here, my third as department chair. That is so cool. So talk a little bit about the music department in general, because obviously it's it's more than just band. Sure. Yeah, we offer undergraduate and graduate majors in music education, music performance, music therapy, and music business. So we have a wide variety of ensembles ranging from Pride of the Great Southwest. You, many of you might have heard them at the marching band uh, or at the uh, football game recently. We have orchestra, bands, choirs, as well as chamber ensembles as well. So it's a wide range of offerings and, and certainly a very active department. We host more than 100 different events each year, ranging from pre-college to recitals to ensemble concerts. So part of the scenery, I won't say scenery, but anyway, at the Swazoo football game the other day, I noticed yes. the, the uniforms, the black, and is this the band that you work with, or are these guys part of the band? Is that their uniform, or have I just totally gotten lost? Well, our our marching band, their current uniforms are, are blue. They probably are the same folks that you saw at the football game, though. I came and heard them perform myself. Um, so they do have kind of their formal uniforms, but then they also have matching T-shirts and baseball yeah. caps that they'll wear when it's really hot out. <laughs> there you go. That's what I saw. And they were good. I, I enjoyed every bit of the – I like band. So tell me about your interests. What do you do? What's your – your favorite instrument if you have one sure well i'm the flute professor here as well so that's certainly my specialty and my favorite instrument um so my doctorate is in flute performance and i came here teaching flute and music history though now i teach flute and then do that administrative side of the department as well so when you're when you're teaching do you spend more time focusing on the great ian anderson and jethro toll tunes or do you do more marshall tucker band when you're teaching <laughs> flute? well actually every one of my students leave their time here learning how to sing and play that's actually something we do which um probably most of us heard it first from ian anderson yeah. <laughs> but mostly we're focused on classical repertoire and, yeah. and teaching students how to be great music educators music therapists and so on and so forth however you do have a history of rock and roll class yes we do yes it's one of the most popular certainly GE classes in our department should I be an adjunct for that because I am the prof- 
professor of rock and roll. There's not many people that can top my Well, you'll have to apply to Dr. Martinson. Okay. Yeah, yeah let me know. And, uh, take a drug test. No. <laughs> take a drug test. <laughs> oh, Dr. Lovell, any favorite in- instruments that you play? You know, I <clears throat> attempted to play the clarinet when I was younger, and um, I was not very good at it. But my brothers um, played the tuba and um, the trombone. Trombone, nice. But all my nieces and nephews, every one of them went through the band camp at Swasu. And so many people can say that they've got family members or they themselves went through the band camp. All around the state, I run into people and they'll say, I went to band camp in 19... Tell Tell us about the band camp. Well, you've got all kinds of ages that uh, come now. So uh, there's that music. Is it called the Music Academy where the small ones come? Yes. Um, And I've seen them up in the um, student center um, with Mrs. Barong. And Mm -hmm. tell us about the young to all the way to the high school kids. Sure. So actually, this is just the second year we're offering it, but we started a music academy um, so it offers private lessons to students in the community pre-college students adults anyone who wants to learn an instrument or benefit from music so there are some group classes so the majority of what we offer is one-on-one lessons so um, flute lessons piano violin um, most of those classes are actually taught by Swasi music majors under the mentorship of faculty so not only is it a wonderful opportunity for the community and also it keeps pricing a little more affordable, but also it's a, a tremendous benefit for our music majors, who many of which will teach in some capacity, or for music therapy students, they're really working hands-on with people as well. So it's it's a, a project that we've been very excited to see develop. And part of the idea came out of the summer camps, which are huge and have been going on for more than 60 years. So um, just to offer something to the community on an ongoing basis. Well, and speaking of those summer camps, yeah, I remember going as a child and, you know, the youngster. And I think I think we started at quarter. I think we started fourth grade, uh, some basic band stuff and a little bit older, got to attend uh, the band camp. But it's a great experience because you get to find like minded students and uh, you make lifelong friendships doing stuff like that. But you actually do learn. So if you're like mad at your band director or something like <laughs> he's too mean, you find somebody teaching at at the band camps which are awesome. Yeah, they're a wonderful thing that it's been happening for a long time for a good reason. So tell me what they call the flute in French. <laughs> Sure, we were just uh, debating whether it was flutist or flautist, and I said, I play the flute, so I am a flutist, but in France, they play the flout, so those are flautists, so I I say flutist, but... And I say flautist, (laughs) because I'm French. Potato, potato. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) 
That is so funny. But but I love that it, that it's it's more than just the traditional band instruments. As you mentioned, you have an orchestra program, which maybe a lot of people don't realize that at Southwestern. Yes, we have a phenomenal orchestra. They actually were selected as the OKMEA Honor Ensemble. So um, it's a blind audition, and they were selected as the one collegiate ensemble that got to perform at the Oklahoma Music Educators Convention last January. So that was really exciting for them. Um, so that's been a great opportunity for our students. And it's been ongoing for many years. I'm not sure how long we've had an orchestra, but Dr. Alex Lee is the orchestra director, and he does a, a fantastic job. You know, when you think orchestra, I'm always captivated by the string section, and it blows me away as a frustrated guitarist. No frets. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how they do that, the muscle memory to know where that note is on the fret, whether it's a violoncello or whatever. It's Yeah, if so. I could choose another instrument, I would choose the cello. Yeah, <laughs> really awesome. Yo-Yo Ma. It was, it's larger than you are, right? Um, the bass is larger than I am. The okay. cello, you get to sit down when you play. <laughs> it's oh, it's okay. kind of the in-between size tell you what I know about Then the it. viola. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So. so now, you spoke of being busy. Tell me why. Sure. I mean, we always have many events happening at any given time. This is our less busy time of year because it's still the first half of the semester, but we still have three different events happening in the next week. So tonight, if you're free, check out the Pablo Macis Quartet. Um, they're a jazz quartet based in Brooklyn, New York, and they're on tour promoting their new album. So they have a 5 p.m. masterclass followed by a 7 p.m. recital, and that's free and open to the public. Then next Wednesday, we have a faculty clarinet recital featuring Dr. Stacey DiPaolo along with Dr. Sophie Hung playing piano. And then next Thursday, our jazz ensembles are presenting a Motown-inspired concert in the Student Union Ballroom at 7 p.m. So this is a super fun event. Um, they've been doing it for a number of years, but uh, Dr. Richard Turk tries to put on a more dance-inspired concert yes. each fall. Mm. Last year, it was a swing dance-inspired concert. And um, I mean, truly, students and community members are encouraged to lace up their dancing shoes and actually dance, which is, you know, fun thing. Yeah, too. We had great Taking you back year. to the day, oh, Mustafa yeah, Sugar yeah. Pie Honey Bunch. Did you say Motown? Yeah. 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 We're ready, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I'd love it. Our guest uh, in the studio this morning, uh, President of Swasu, Dr. Diana Lovell, and the Chair of the Music Department, Dr. Shelley Martinson. Uh, when we, we think about the music program at Swasu, you know, people think about obviously band, or orchestra, things like that. But you also have a a, a music business uh, department, which uh, ex explain that because that's fascinating to me. Sure, uh, you know, music business can take a variety of forms, ranging from working at a store like Midwest Music to arts administration. So, shout out to Shane Matheny. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, so it might be running the back end of OKC Phil development or PR marketing, or it could be starting their own business. Um, so it can take a variety of forms, but we recently did some revisions to that curriculum. So we've seen a lot more students pursuing that path, which has been really exciting to see that. So um, we had several students intern with Scissor Tail Productions oh. over the summer. There's the Levitt Amp concert concert series in yeah. Clinton. So they got to help out with that concert series, and that's been a really cool opportunity for them. 
The business of music, very important. So many are you talk about the Motown artists that think about all the artists that were ripped off, you know, in the 50s and 60s, even early 70s and all genres of music because they didn't have the business background and they're just signing anything. And then, oh, wait, I don't own the publishing to my own music. I mean, it's mm-hmm. scary what happened back in the day. It was yeah. awful, tragic. And and a lot of the uh, minority folk that were players and oh, yeah. and, and they trusted their agents you know <laughs> many of them took advantage of this and uh, we, there was I think with Cadillac Records there was uh, a very interesting story about how many of the people that were exploited were able now to go back and get some of those royalties and, oh, and so I'm trying to think of Dixon was one of them that headed that up and I'm lost for exactly who these people were. It's been a while, Dr. Lovell, since you've been in the studio. It's good to see you. I'm so glad Tell to me see how you. you're doing. You know, we talk college now. Let me hear. Well, from I'm you. so enjoying all the details about the School of Music. Just think about how many activities she has to organize in a semester or a year. That's more than any other um, department has. Things are going really well on the hilltop. Um, you know, I focus so much more on the budget. Um, That's what I'd love to hear state about. State regions, the legislature, that kind of thing. And so um, I really am enjoying hearing uh, about music. And I want to go to that Motown. That sounds yeah. event. That sounds Thursday. really great. What's the date again? No, I'm just kidding. September 28th. September 28th. Okay. And what time is that? It's at 7 o'clock in the Student Union Ballroom. Let's talk about some of the troubled students that come through the program. I'm sure Brock Smith was uh, really a mess when he went to school there, wasn't he? I mean, I know Brock. Did he cause a lot of trouble? I I don't remember him, yeah, which means yeah, he okay. probably okay. didn't. Dang it. <laughs> I remember Sorry. the ones who did. Sorry, I'm trying, I'm Sorry. trying to torture some of my friends out there. But uh, no, nah, real, as you mentioned, Dr. Lovell, all-encompassing. It's amazing how much the music department has grown. And, of course, you, you mentioned jazz ensemble playing. And then one of the cool things that we have every year is the big jazz festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're really excited for the upcoming jazz festival. So it's scheduled for February 15th through 16th. And the headliner this year is the Tyrell Stafford Quartet. So that'll be an exciting event. You can mark your calendars for that one coming up in February. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Love that. Some super people have come through over the years. And it brings a lot of people to town, too. Yes, it does. It's a economic stimulator. And um, you can see why so many people want to enroll at Swasu for the music school. Um, and speaking of enrolling, we are doing pretty well with our enrollment. Not fabulous. We are up in headcount. Good. But we're just a little bit down in credit hours, which, of course... Um, you think the economy affects that? Uh, I do. students no longer afford to right. take the post-pandemic, they probably. probably take the minimum and that they can afford uh, or that'll be paid for by their scholarship or something. So we are uh, working on that because um, we know that the earlier students finish hours, the younger they are when they finish hours, the more likely they are to finish. So it's very hard to graduate 12 hours in this. You know, you do, <laughs> right. That would take five years. Right. Yeah. Um, and usually, John Matthews took nine, I think. 
I remember paying for six <laughs> with my youngest daughter yeah. at TCU. Six solid years of paying because she was not able to manage her first two years of college. Right. And, uh, and, and so there you go. There you go. And, of course, uh, good job getting her through because if you've got strong parents that pick you back up and put you back yeah. in school. Um, they told me to show up with a check in January and bring us <laughs> another one in July. <laughs> and, uh, I, I bet you did more than just write the check. <laughs> so, okay. But it I is, it is important well, to finish. This time of... Uh, Nowadays, there's more opportunities to start taking classes. For instance, we have a second eight weeks that starts in October, and that means you could get, you know, one or two classes, but it is twice as fast as the normal 16 weeks. And then we have a uh, little three week semester right after this semester ends. Um, and so it's a real concentrated three hours, three weeks where you could pick up three hours. Wow, so there's nice. more and more opportunities if you kind of mismanage um, more opportunities to reenter. And start early, too, right? Uh, I mean, concurrent enrollment is one of the greatest. I know Carter, who's one of our high school students here that works in the afternoon. He's taken like three classes Concur concurrently right now. Concurrent enrollment has just exploded at Swasu. I'd call it revolutionary. And... That is largely because of Dr. Chad Kinder, who's gone out and allied with these high schools. But then, all of a sudden, recently, the legislature started paying okay. yeah. so real solid foundation, not just, oh, we ran out of money, sorry, we can't reimburse you for that, but really paying for high schools, um, seniors and juniors, to take some concurrent classes. And all of a sudden parents are realizing, oh, my goodness, I could get a lot of college paid for if I just have them no do joke. some classes in high school. Yeah, it's it's a great thing. So i uh, glad that they are funding that. Our guest in the studio this morning, Dr. Diana Lovell, president of Southwestern Oklahoma State University, and Dr. Shelley Martinson, who is the chair of the music department. One thing, Shelley, we didn't talk about uh, musically is the music therapy department. I don't know, a good friend of mine, Tiffany, uh, went through uh, the program several years ago. She is now a music therapist, and it's amazing uh, what a growing, growing position that, that is across the country. It really is. Yeah, our music therapy major is one of our largest majors, and um, we're just one of two programs in the state. We're the lar lo longest running and most established of the programs as well. So um, Swasu is definitely very much known for music therapy right alongside of music education. So we have, um, in a typical year, we'll have between 40 and 50 music therapy majors. That's awesome. And how, how does music help heal? Well, um, you know, it can be used in so many different ways, and each student will tend to gravitate towards a certain specialization, but they do receive training in all of the different niches within music therapy. So some might be assigned to work with hospice patients and use music therapeutically um, if someone had a stroke recovering memory and recovering motor function that's been lost as a result of that stroke working with young children developing language and their ability to express themselves so um, sometimes it's addressing very specific usually it's addressing specific cognitive skills or um, developmental skills for the patient. I know Dr. Lee has uh, brought her program into the nursing homes, mm -hmm. and especially 
those that are suffering memory loss, Alzheimer's, it's very soothing to them, very enjoyable, mm-hmm. um, calming to hear music from when they were young, for instance. Definitely. Yeah. No, not only is it fun, but it's also a way to make progress as well. So it's a little different than the other types of therapies that people might be going through um, that, you know, it might not feel like you're making improvements, you're just singing songs, but it can actually help recover memory, help recover motor skills, and so it's it's really doing a wonderful thing at the same time. They're having a great time. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Dr. Lovell, because my aunt uh, is over at Corn Heritage and, and unfortunately, she's been dealing with dementia. And, and so many times, it's she doesn't want to participate in anything going on there where it's activities. But when the music therapy kids right. come out, right. she's like, can you stay a little longer? I mean, it's <laughs> something that because she loved music. I used to borrow her albums all the time. She had like all the Beatles and Beach Boys albums uh, growing up when I would visit. But it really makes an impact on her life. So right. and it sounds like it speaks to the sophistication of of the therapy and has that changed over recent years in terms of how we can get real technical with the uh with the type of music or with the cognitive skill that needed to be. There's a bit of science behind music therapy. Mm -hmm. It's not just feel good, but you can see it. My father had Alzheimer's, and when I'd visit him at Corn, you know, music, he was living in the past in his mind, which I was so thankful for. He had lots of activity in his mind, but it was way in the past. But music... You know, he enjoyed it. And uh, now there's a science behind that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really combining music and healthcare. So for a student who's really interested in the medical side of things or the science side of things and also has some musical skill and an interest in that area, it's kind of an ideal path for them. Yeah, that they can really help people and live in that medical world while also using music. Dr. Shelley Martinson, chair of the music department at Southwestern. Dr. Diana Lovell, uh, president of Swasu. Anything else we need to mention before we uh, wrap up our time here? Sure. I'm thankful that y'all had us up here today and so proud of the School of Music. There's so much to talk about. And uh, you can see Dr. Martinson is going to be very busy each year with I don't know how many activities she has to organize. So she does such a good job, and we are so proud of the School of Music. Well, we're proud, too. Thank you very, very much for for coming to the show and sharing with us the things that matter in your life. And Dr. Martin. The children, the children, the children. This is what I'm talking about. What a future. I believe the children are our future. Teach. Oh, wait. That was Whitney Whitney Houston. Uh, Thick as a Brick by Jethro Tull. I think that there should be an entire class on that concept album. Thank you very much, Dr. Martinson, Dr. Lovell. Thanks so much for coming in. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.